Welcome to Conversations with Achievers. I'm your host, Robert Wright. I'm a mentor to owners, executives, and their teams, and CEO of Extraordinary People, LLC. I work with people that want to create extraordinary business performance with less stress, more joy, and more personal fulfillment. So sit back, relax, and prepare to learn from your peers as we explore what it takes in terms of attitudes, habits, and behaviors that achieve extraordinary results. Results for yourself, for your family, and your community. Hello, it's Robert, and I'm delighted today to have as our guest Scott Smith. Scott is the president of Royal Legal Solutions, uh, a fellow entrepreneur and a business person. Perfect for my audience of ambitious business people. Scott, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Conversations with Achievers. Excellent. Well, thanks for having me here. Appreciate it. Uh, hey, I'm looking forward to what we can learn from you and and uh, and what's going on. How about a quick introduction? You know, you've is this your first entrepreneurial effort or is there a history to it? Well, I was an entrepreneur since I was a kid and I, I bought and uh, a transmission and auto repair shop when I was in law school, that in a building and then ended up flipping that to graduate from law school without any debt. And then I worked uh, for a couple of years suing insurance companies as a litigator um, while investing in real estate and building a, a real estate uh, investing business um, on the side. And um, so I ended up making more money doing real estate than I would did uh, being an attorney. So I left the attorney game and actually just uh, went full-time into real estate, uh, hit my financial freedom numbers that I was looking for out of my real estate. Um, and uh, wouldn't you know it, I thought I was done working um, at the age of 34, 33, um, right in there in, in, that, in that ballpark area. And uh, then uh, all of a sudden... Um, uh, everybody in these real estate investment groups started asking me like, hey, what are you doing for your LLC structuring? How are you passing like, the wealth to your kids and family for like my state planning? And, you know, what about like your taxes, Scott? How are you minimizing your taxes and how are you doing your insurance? So it just turned into like a laundry list of pieces that I said, oh, well, it looks like, you know, I'm being called to, to work now on how to help other people uh, build, their, uh, build their assets and build their path to financial freedom, build their net worth so they can focus on something else in their life besides trying to make money and and uh and uh, that's where we're kind of at so that's the company i built and that's my journey is is just learning how to build it all myself first and then now having a company that's where i help other people do and uh, tax and legal and insurance got it you know i know some people that have uh, gone to law school and regret it you know and complain about it the waste of time and money and energy but there are far more what you might call recovered lawyers <laughs> who uh who speak about it fondly in that they learned a certain way to think and a way to investigate it, a way to learn. Uh, and it really serves them, even though they're not practicing law directly. But it sounds like your real estate and your legal background have been kind of combined uh, over time. Yeah, I mean, law school just teaches you how to think, really. So if you didn't get that out of law school, you messed with the whole point of law school was. It's, a, it's about it's about the ability to break down any concept into it's like it's logical parts and to be able to talk about that, right? So if you didn't learn about that from law school, you wasted nine thousand dollars because that's the only thing that's actually useful about law school. <laughs> that's uh, a pretty bad. I can tell. That's a very valuable thing to learn, and uh, 
quite frankly, sorely needed in today's culture. Uh, you know, my dear friend Lou Faust uh, uh, was, you know, educated as a lawyer. I don't believe he ever practiced law and ended up in, in high finance and, and, and has done very well. It's now actually a, 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 I guess, a turnaround specialist for entrepreneurial companies that get into a, a bit of trouble. Uh, oh, okay. But an interesting thing I learned about him as a friend is because when I when I did my book, it took until the third edition before we found all of the typos. Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, which is embarrassing, first of all, but, but for a self-published book, I guess it's not unusual. But one of the things that Lou said to me in that process was that uh, because he was the one in the, on the third go around that did me the favor of reading the, the whole book and, and, and finding the final few uh, he said that he had a law school professor who insisted on them reading their their uh, submissions to the professor backwards because that was the only way you could really reliably find all of the typos and and uh, uh, and it's true by the way because of course anything you write yourself you're not going to see the mistake uh, unfortunately <laughs> so I thought you know that's an unusual thing to learn in law school but you know very valuable if you want to show up as a, a good author. <laughs> yeah, yeah so I mean, everything works down to the system and process, right? So like one thing I've learned over time is that, um, I mean, I guess there's two, there's two major things that I learned from law school and from being in business. I mean, the first major thing was that there's always a system and process, which is a best practice, and that we should always just go to do, do whatever the best practices are, uh, and that your win isn't actually from being able to improve on the best practice. Like your win is actually being able to lump together flywheels of like, it's this plus this uniquely solves that problem better for like this customer. So it's kind of weird, right? Because entrepreneurialism, I think a lot of people are thinking about is like, what's a, what's a, uh, what's the new great idea? And I'm like, that's actually totally unnecessary and probably wrong. Like, which all you, <laughs> if you can just combine together two already really well functioning ideas and then see how those two things like solve a problem for an individual. Um, that has a bunch of money and is going to make either make or save a bunch of money from having to solve that problem, then that's, that's a business. I mean, a lot of ways, I think entrepreneurialism and building businesses is one of the most boring things you could do. I mean, <laughs> in reality, right. If you're doing it right and like, it should be actually super boring and very mechanical, right. Yes. And, 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 and very, in many ways, and there's brief moments of excitement when you're exploring, getting to know who the person is and that you're trying to help and what their problem is and how it works. And then tapping into a thing that you should be doing, which is having a bunch of background knowledge that you can say like, cool, I think to solve that problem, we need to combine like this thing with this thing. And then that should be able to make that be able to solve the problem for you. Um, but that, that's really how it works for me. And I mean, that's the way I've always built any company or any business I've ever done. There's a lot of wisdom in that and a lot of value, frankly. Scott, are you familiar with uh, Gino Workman and the entrepreneur operating system? Oh, the EOS? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, it's like, those are really, really great. Like first brushes at like good principles. Yes. Know? And uh, you know, what you said is just an absolute mirror of what I've learned from that book traction uh, about the importance, not only of a system, but that you can articulate it. You can explain right. it and you know, you didn't just luck into it or maybe you did luck into it, but you figure it out and you follow it and it's, it's just work sometimes. Yeah. It's just, it's just working, working the system and getting everybody used to like working the system. 
even if it's not the greatest system, like any system anybody else is actually teaching about that has like any like EOS or traction rate, my experience has been that those are actually, those are great. Are they the best system for your business? Maybe, right? Maybe, Maybe not, right? But it doesn't <laughs> matter because most people actually just won't do a system, right? They'll just actually try to just wing whatever they feel comfortable with. And that's why most businesses can only go to the extent of the, of the leader, of whoever the CEO is, because it's actually the discipline of the CEO that sets the tone for the, like, the rest of the organization. Like a, and so if you're like, if your organization is struggling, probably because it's the leader who's also struggling, because they can't actually figure out how to create the disciplines and the systems that actually need to run to get everybody to, you know, lockstep together. The other thing I found that like really hurts, um, that really changes the business model is uh, going to a profit first uh, mentality, right? So it's actually working from your P&L sheet and really knowing how to structure the right P- the P&L the right way to tell you like, here's actually how the business works. All right, cool. So if I sell that one piece of product, that means that it's going to cost me like X amount to fulfill that product. I have to pay X amount in my overhead, um, regardless of how much product I sell. And that should really like give me like why profitability. And can I really understand that to say the difference between selling like 10 widgets versus a thousand? And what does that actually mean for my profitability? Uh, and just what does it say like on the P&L sheet um, to do it? Because one of, the, one of the things that like hits me over and over again, when any, any business owners or any real estate investors that we work with in Royal Legal Solutions is, it's not what you make, it's what you keep that matters. And everybody's so focused on making money and ain't nobody thinking about how to keep money. They're just focused on how can I make more money? And, and my, the path to freedom is actually from playing defense. Path to freedom is, is focusing on what you can keep. So it's like, cool, can you, can you keep lawsuits from bombing your business and bombing your assets? Can you keep taxes from being able to hamstring how much money you're keeping because you're overpaying the government? Everybody's overpaying the government, by the way. <clears throat> I haven't met a single person that we've walked through a consult with that isn't overpaying the government for the government's <laughs> take on it. And then it's like cutting some expenses, right? Like, can you streamline and protect yourself, streamline your insurances and save money and like better protect yourself and take more risks off the table. And then the last piece of it is where are you investing? And can you find the right real estate deals, you know, oil and gas, ATM machines, just stuff that prints money, you know, that you're like, great, that stuff prints money. I can dump an unlimited amount of money into that system. And it's going to give me somewhere between like a nine to 15% return year over year. And I can just keep dumping money into it and have have some tax advantages for me, especially if it's real estate or oil and gas or green energy initiatives. Um, And then that tells you now you focus on making money because you've already built the system of how to protect the money and to invest the money. Most people are so gung ho on making money that they don't focus on the other things. And what they've done is they've set themselves up with like an unlimited hamster wheel. They keep having to work harder and harder and figure out new things and work new deals to be able to make stuff happen. But if you're really about like what freedom is like in life, it's about setting up your asset protection in place. It's about putting insurance, the right kind of insurance to take risks of your business and your personal life off the table. It's about saving money on your taxes so you have more money left over to invest. It's about motivating that money to invest inside a passive income that can hopefully give you tax advantages like real estate and oil and gas investments and green energy investments. Um, And then knowing for certain what is, just like we talked about before in the very beginning of this this, this, this rant, (laughs) <laughs> was it's, it's knowing what the PL tells you of how much assets do I need invested at Y, you know, X number of assets, dollars and assets invested at Y rate of return means I get this much money in passive income. And that's what I need to be able to live my life. And that's when you're free. That's when you have assets that kick you off at a passive income to meet your expenses. 
And until then, you're a slave to money. After that, you're free. Wow, that was a pretty good rant, Scott. You get the rant award for the day. <laughs> That's obviously something you've really worked on. You know, you've yeah. kind of answered always my first question of our guests is, what have you discovered that really works? And clearly you've thought about it and applied it. And it, it shows up in every word you speak. Uh, how about the wrecks uh, along the way? Have you have you had one that where there was a valuable lesson in it? Oh, man, I've blown millions. <laughs> I, yeah, I've blown millions of dollars on learning stuff. I mean, they talk about like college being like an expensive education. I don't think college is an expensive education at all. Like college is a really cheap education. It's just most of the time it's useless education. But like, like it's useless in the sense it ain't going to make you money. Like I value the time that I spent like at Hillsdale College, like in my liberal arts and studying philosophy and, and history. And those things are like, they make life amazing, right? But yes. ain't nobody ever taught me anything that actually makes money, right? I had to go like find the few people that knew how to make money along the way. And the times I've really lost are the times that I broke my own rules, right? And I broke, so I have a podcast called Real Estate Nerds. Um, and what I did is I interviewed about a hundred people on like their best deals and worst deals and what was like, what led them there. And the things that I learned over and over again from them was about, hey, well, when you get overly excited about whatever you're doing, you're missing all of the reasons why you shouldn't do the deal, right? So if you're ever getting like feeling like you're overly excited about a deal, that's a really good sign that you're about to lose money. Second thing in there too is that like if you're you need to be co-investing in any new venture that you do, whether it's a new business venture or a new asset venture, with somebody else who's putting in money but also is already experienced in making those deals happen, making those businesses happen. And if you do those two things, then you're almost never going to lose. If you just watch how you're reacting to the situation and combine and pair yourself with really strong people that are putting their own money at risk into doing the business or the opportunity with you, you're, pro you're almost never gonna lose um, big doing that, right? Um, the times that I've lost big is because I went out on my own, right? And I was like, I think I know better than the other smartest people I can find uh, uh, to go do it. So I, I, I used to be thinking like I had all the great ideas and now I'm realizing that it, it, ain't, it ain't about that. It's actually just about trying to find people that have better ideas than me and then distilling the ideas down into workable systems of things that I can actually implement um, and the rules that I can actually follow. Um, it's exhausting. Otherwise, I mean, I literally, I literally burned millions of dollars um, into it and I'm not that rich into it, but that's the cost of education gone wrong is when you start breaking the rules, you can, you just get ready to buckle up and get some deep red on your P&L. You know, I think that that, uh, well, first of all, you're my first guest where you brought me close to tears uh, because you're reminding me of some millions that I've lost. Uh, but that idea that you bring someone else into the equation, at least in a minority role or maybe a, an equal role, that has some experience and some money, and they're going to uh, perhaps guide you from away from making uh, decisions that, that uh, don't work out. That, uh, you know, I bought a I bought a media company in New York City years ago. I lost a million three plus agony, you know, pain, time, uh, you know, just a horrible mistake. And when I look back on it, I, I just didn't I didn't know what I was doing. I was in love with the technology, with the the, the splash, the, you know, kind of like being in show business, kind of, you know, <laughs> and that that uh, took me away from solid thinking. 
So I really get yeah. what you say. Yeah, I, I think that's I think it's pretty common, right? I mean, and that's why like now nowadays with everything I'm doing with Royal Legal Solutions, right? It's that that company is really based upon the fact of like trying to distill down what is all of the best thinking and practices that Scott's learned, right? And so what I'm hoping is is that well, I can help people that to avoid those situations like you had, Robert, and, and that I've had in my past, right? Because most people just aren't fortunate enough to even have that. Most people won't ever have a million dollars to lose, right? Uh, uh, to be able to go into it. Um, so I, I think it's just, I think it's just super important to like always keep an eye on and a goal set, which is how much money am I going to push away? Uh, and how can I get that into assets? How can I get pushed away? How can I keep creating, like creating my passive income? How can I make sure that's protected with my insurance and LLC structures and I have an estate plan in place to pass it to my like kids and my family if anything happens to me? And then like the, the benefit of that is that it gives you these like foundations of stability to let you be the wild ass person that you are, right? It's because like the wild ass person that you are is not just wild ass to you, it's wild ass to everybody. Everybody <laughs> is feeling your pain in your life if you're an entrepreneur. Right, because they and they ain't they ain't handling the pain as well. Do you think it's painful for you? It is ten times more painful for everybody else because they're not accustomed to the risks and the ups and the downs and all of that that comes with it. They they like stability. They don't like you doing what you're doing into it. But if you build in the appropriate foundations, right, and hedge hedge off some risk, take some chips off the table, push them aside, like I've been talking about. What happens is you start to build more of a foundation for your life which keeps you from feeling scared and fearful when things aren't working well, right? Because you're like, well, I have a, I have, I have foundation. I have security here. Um, it also helps you mitigate some of your risk because you're not pushing all your chips back on the table every year. You're going to always keep taking chips off the table every year. Um, and then it lets everybody else know that like the other people that are in your life, it gives them a sense of a feeling of security and safety as well. So your people in your life are actually going to start acting right instead of start acting like they're afraid of like wow. whatever's going to happen because inevitably in your life, everything's going to be going up and down all the time. That's the nature of entrepreneurialism, but it does, but not everything in your life has to hinge upon that up and down. That could just be a, a 10% of your life that goes up and down. The other 90% is super stable and you'll still be able to live and be the person that you want to be inside of that 10%. So you can still be you, right? Because you're the magic. This is what you love doing, right? Inherently, if you could do anything else, you would have done it, right? Because ain't nobody's out there trying to go and live through the pain of being an entrepreneur, except for those of us that don't fit inside the model of like of what works for the rest of the world. So if you can do these things the way that I'm talking about, I think what you'll find is that the life experience is so much better and more consistent because you'll actually have safety and security while still being able to do the things that you um, that make you who you are and make you feel alive and make you feel excited. Um, and you just have to approach it in a little bit smarter of a way and life is way better. Right. And you can, you can really have it all on every level. There's no, there's no sacrifice here. Uh, Scott, how do you feel about, uh, you know, advisory boards or advisory groups or masterminds, you know, all of those kinds of things. Uh, I, I know I've done a very limited amount personally, and I can see where my very limited amount hurt me in some ways. But frankly, I, I can also kind of see that being this kind of lone wolf has been helpful sometimes. How about you? Um, I think they're mainly worthless, except for the fact that um, if you have the people that are inside of your board investing in the business, 
everything comes down to like those two rules that I, for me anyway it comes down to the two rules before i've tried a lot of other stuff lost a bunch of other money and like tried them all out right what really mattered was was is the person that i'm trying to emulate i don't care if it's swimming as much as it's doing a business were they real were they not good at the thing that they w- were doing together and then had to become good that would be a great thing for me to know because that means they actually had to learn systems processes skills. they didn't get it by genetics or some other unfair advantage like i'm born with a bunch of money or like they're amazingly like they have amazing genes or something like that and the second thing i want to know is are they putting money into the deal with me that tells me that they're emotionally invested and connected in the deal well what else could i possibly have won for somebody that's going to interact with me about helping me build a business because they're not getting there enough to know the day-to-day they don't know the details enough to know like what is the decision that needs to happen right I need that person to know what is like, what's going on in the next six months to a year and how do we stay on track with that? Because there's a thousand things that are going to happen in the day to day that that person doesn't need to know about and won't be that useful in being able to solve. But what I really want them to know about is here's the macro things that are happening. Here's the P&L. Here's the basics of like five to seven data points of how our funnel is performing here, right? And then saying, great, where do we need to go next in the next six months? to a year and that they'll have already built it at least once themselves, whatever is the thing that we're trying to build together. So they actually know what's workable and not, and that they're dollar invested into it to be able to help, help stay emotionally engaged with actually helping me solve the problem enough. Anything else that's outside of that, I don't care what you call it. But if those two things like aren't there, I really question the value of having that person inside of somebody who's, who's occupying my thought space. You know, I, uh, I've made a choice uh, uh, when I transitioned from just running a large training company to mentoring other executives, I made a choice not to do what's called life coaching, you know, individual personal growth. I mean, it's a wonderful thing for many people, but it's, it's not something that brings me joy and satisfaction. So I shouldn't do it. I shouldn't, shouldn't take people's money for something I don't enjoy, uh, even though I might have some skills in that area. So I only work with executives. And, but people ask me about life coaches and, uh, and I know a few and I know a couple of good ones and I'm, I'm happy to refer them. But when I talk generally about that subject, it's absolutely aligned with what you just said, which is, I want people that have been there and done that. You know, I want them to have, can can I I tell you too, Robert, I have life coach. Uh, Like my life coach focuses on something that I don't, I don't know how to do, which is like, I don't know how to like, create the right relationship to go build a family because I wasn't raised in a good family. Mm. I don't know what that is. This whole thing about how do you do a good family, right? So I was like, cool, I'm going to grab a coach. That coach actually is an expert on how do you show up in relationship with a wife and kids and how do you start doing that like while you're dating to be like, hey, can I be, can I be the right person to fulfill the role that's needed inside of this business called creating a family? together wow. right so That's there's fa- there's like things that you pull i think like everybody has a place i'm not saying don't have coaches right I, what, I, what i'm trying to get at is like make sure the people that you're relying on have built the things that you're looking to build and then always yes. pulling those people to you but yes. they have to have built it themselves first if it's somebody who's just talking about theory i can go read books all day right i need somebody who's actually spent the years because it's the years that i'm trying to save not the knowledge I'm trying yep. to say the years of all of the mistakes of what I think is a good idea, but it turns out to not actually work because most good ideas don't work. Yes, uh, that been there and done that. I'm happy that you have that same filter. 
Hey, this has been fantastic. You're our obviously thoughtful guy who's who has been there and done that. Uh, if people want to reach you, talk about investing or talk uh, about life, uh, about uh, building a family, whatever they might want to talk to you about, how do they reach you? Yeah, best thing to do is go to royallegalsolutions.com. And then um, I'd say like that's our best place to like enter into like the hub of what are all of the things that I focus on, right? Whether that's going to be, you know, LLC structuring to protect real estate and business assets, trust to be able to hide assets, um, and which is super cool way of being able to stop lawsuits before they ever start, insurance, tax strategy to lower your effective tax rates, um, and investments, different investment opportunities, but as well as just, just to partake inside of a community. We have like a weekly call um, that we every every single week that's about interesting topics that are inside of this zone of how do we create wealth in our lives? How do we live the best possible life? What does that actually mean? And it's not like a, it's not a fruit-fruit. We don't do anything that's fruit-fruit. It's like nuts and bolts. It's about a PNL. It's about how many hours free do I get a week? It's like very tactical down to um, what does that look like? And, and that's really the best way to enter the ecosystem of everything that I'm focused on is actually through uh, the Royal Legal Solutions dot uh, com and uh, and taking and taking the time there to be able to just go ahead and schedule an appointment with one of the staff members um, and then whatever it is that you're looking for and you're needing right then like that's the place to have that conversation and then myself or somebody else in the staff will be able to help you with whatever is the challenge that you're happening you know I my goal is to be able to help is I'm already financially free right so my goal right now is that I have like this company that enables me to be able to leverage what are the ways that I can help people. Um, because that gives me joy in life. Uh, after you have money, right, that's really all you have is like, how can you help other people uh, be able to get um, what they want and feel good about doing that? Um, so my company is, is that for me. Uh, it allows me to be able to leverage through that. So just go to royallegalsolutions.com and, and uh, book a consultation with a staff member. And from there, they'll be able to figure out, you know, what ways can we help you or what ways I can be able to have a future follow-up conversation with you. Scott, that's amazing. You know, the word that comes to mind when I think about you now is freedom. Uh, that that's really what you're about is is uh, using some uh, financial intelligence to bring more freedom. And boy, that's a worthwhile thing. Hey, thank you again. I really appreciate you being with me, and I'm sure our listeners appreciate it also. Thanks, Robert. Great to be here. All the best to you. Thanks, Robert. Thanks so much for joining us for Conversations with Achievers. If you or someone you know would make a good guest for this weekly show, the details are at therobertwhite.com and click on podcasts. I'm looking for businessmen and women with a story to tell, stories that might benefit other owners and executives. If you got some value from this program, I'd really appreciate you sharing about it on social media and just mentioned www.therobertwhite.com slash podcast. Of course, subscribing means you won't miss a show and rating the podcast positively will leave Robert smiling. I'm building a movement here for leaders, leaders who want to succeed in business, succeed with their families, have fun, and contribute toward making the world a better place. It's special to me that you chose to listen. I look forward to connecting again next week. Remember, reach out to me anytime with any questions or concerns at therobertwhite.com. Bye for now.